Welcome to the Best Life Coach Podcast. This week, we're discussing ways that you can turn your weaknesses into strengths. Uh, we all know there are things we can work on to improve our business and our lives. Stay tuned to uncover the best ways of turning your weaknesses into strengths. Are you ready to live your best life? Are you ready? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Best Life Coach Podcast, where we discuss how you can live your best life. Brought to you by the co-founders of the Best Life Coach Collective. As they say, it takes a village. Now welcome to yours. How's it going, guys? It's been a while. Good, yeah. Good, yeah. I know. Longer than usual? I know. I know. It's been like... A little crazy. I spent a month back on the mainland and uh, now it's back to normal life. Nice. That sounds like a fun trip. Must have been relaxing being with family and recharging. Yeah. Yep. It sure was. But back to the grind we go. (laughs) And I wanted to share uh, an article I recently wrote for our online blog. Uh, check out this life coach collected. I've got, um, and, uh, it's all about turning your weaknesses into strengths. Um, so I kind of just wanted to run it by you guys and see if you had any other tips to kind of add on with what I, I already have. How's that sound? Cool. I love it. Awesome. All right. So starting off at the beginning, turning weaknesses into strengths. Uh, the first thing I have is recognizing and accepting your weaknesses. Mm. Thoughts? Can you elaborate? Well, I mean, how can you, how can you really work on something unless you can identify what it's basically I'm starting off at. Um, so first step like I said, identify your weakness, just even just admitting to yourself what you're not good at or what you find yourself avoiding um, so that you can start working on it. Um, I I, I kind of think like sometimes it's hard for me to see what that might be. So reaching out to someone close to you um, that might help you in kind of figuring out what your weaknesses are. Um, and then you can, you can start working on them. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think it's so important um, as someone that likes to approach situations like this with a growth mindset. I agree that it's just so important to recognize in the first place so that you know what you can improve. Um, I'm also kind of seeing a flip side of this. Not only is it great to recognize your weaknesses, but also to recognize your strengths so that you know kind of what to play off of and maybe emphasize depending on what you're doing. Um, you know, we don't want to play to our strengths entirely. We want to be cultivating our weaknesses and turning them into strengths. But I think still playing off the strengths that we do have can also be really beneficial. Definitely. And I like how you're mentioned possibly talking to people in your life about what your strengths and weaknesses are, because a lot of times when you ask someone to speak about their strengths and weaknesses, they have no idea what to answer. And it can be quite overwhelming when you have a block blockage like that. So getting some people that know you best to 
give you a list is a great idea. Yeah. And also, it's very important to um, also play to your strengths, as you were saying, Stephanie. I know that in education, um, there's a lot of um, emphasis around uh, understanding your learning style, and that has also been um, also like refuted in a lot of aspects because um, when like new science science shows no one actually has like one set learning style that is like mm. the only way that they can learn in like they'll say you do a test and they'll say that you're a visual learner um but in reality anyone can be a visual learner um so it is maybe your strength right now is that you're a visual learner but that doesn't mean you can't do the other thing so while you want to continue using that strength you can use that strength to develop the things that you're maybe not as good at instead of like going to one side or the other. Yeah. Reminds me of a fixed mindset too. Like it's putting you in a box and saying, this is who you are and you can't step outside of it. And you Mm -hmm. know, that's not beneficial for anybody. It's really interesting. Yeah. That's a really good point. What do we have next? All right. Next thing. Start with one. Because if you're like me, I have quite a few weaknesses that I need to work on. Um, But it's definitely uh, really challenging to try to work on them all at once. So starting with one and really taking the time to address it, um, to work on it, come up with a plan, um, and then really master it before moving on to the next. Yeah, I like that. Um, it reminds me of the, oh, what is that quote? The, it's better to be a jack of all trades than a master of none. one, of none, but a master of, oh, I'm going to have to look it up. The full quote is really interesting. Let's see if I can find it while we're chatting. It was essentially something along the lines of a jack of all trades is, uh a master of none but that's oftentimes better than a master of one and i think having the focus to focus on just one at a time allows you to build up that arsenal and be a jack of all trades more quickly instead of trying to do everything at once and then you're you're not doing anything or maybe you do one really well but you're not able to grow into the others as quickly because your focus is all over the place What's your take, Sarah? Um, my take is that, yeah, it's better to uh, start on something that you can focus on and build up from there. All right. So that's it. The next one I have is the um, is to create an action plan. So how are you going to go about addressing this weakness? Um, basically, like nothing will change unless you don't put the work in. Um, so it's good to kind of set up that goal and then small steps towards it that are attainable, um, setting dates on the way, making benchmarks so you can measure your success, um, and then making sure that they're small enough so that you don't overwhelm yourself. So making smart goals. 
Yes. What are SMART goals? Yeah, SMART goals. SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Yes. Yes, I don't know about you guys, but working towards a deadline definitely helps me make sure things get done. (laughs) (laughs) I really like this idea of creating an action plan, and it kind of goes back to you know, what coaches help anybody do, you know, we're helping them realize what goal they want to work towards and helping them see a clear outcome. And then we're working through that action plan with them to help them achieve it. Um, What I also like about this is that by breaking it up into smaller chunks, it's allowing you to see progress more quickly, which keeps building that momentum so that you want to keep going. If you just have one big lofty goal, and that's what you're working towards, you're probably going to fail. You know, most people do because it's harder to move towards this big thing that's far in the future instead of having those smaller wins along the way that are kind of giving you that, um, you know, oxytocin boost to get keep you involved and keep you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the next one have is ask questions to learn. So um, for example, for a weakness where you lack knowledge, um, making sure that you're taking the time to learn about it, Um, not being afraid to ask questions um, to those around you, make it a habit to find out more by reading books, taking a course, joining in on discussions, whatever possible. Um, Basically that by learning, you'll turn your weakness into a strike. Yeah, that's great. My current company, uh, one of the values in the the company culture is curiosity and just Mm -hmm. making sure that you have that curiosity to just keep learning, keep asking questions because that's how you create great things. Um, And it kind of, again, takes me back to a growth mindset, which I, I think is a lot of what turning weaknesses into strengths is all about. But Um, You know, if anyone's looking to read a book in order to learn, I would highly recommend Mindset by Carol Dweck. Yeah, it's one of my favorite books. Um, I think that it touches on like, like what exactly is a weakness? Mm -hmm. Is it a weakness just because it's not your strength? Like, how would you define what a weakness is? I guess I kind of see it as anything you want to work on, like anything that you think has room for improvement. A chink in your in your uh, in your armor. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting to think about because you could be pretty decent at something but still want to improve. Um, mm-hmm. I'll use the example that you know I love skiing. I've been doing it for. 28 years now. Um, So I've gotten pretty decent at it, I would say. But, you know, even still, there's always room for improvement. And I'm constantly trying to look for like that new thing of, you know, how can I just push the boundaries and be just that little bit better, that 1% better this year. Um, And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Definitely. And um, that like improvement kind of reminds me of the, the learning cycle cycle kind of like a learning learning curve where 
um, you go from unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't mm-hmm. know. To conscious incompetence. Now you know what you don't know. To to conscious competence. To unconscious competence. So conscious competence being like now you know what you don't know and you're working on it. So now you know you know things. And then unconscious com- uh, competence is like mastery. You can do it without thinking. Um, so a strength might be something where you're unconsciously competent at it. And uh, weakness might be something where you're unconsciously incompetent at it. <laughs> Interesting. I like that. I feel like this piece of our conversation kind of glides right into the next point, um, which is getting guidance from someone you trust. Um, so when you do kind of reach that that point where you know, but you're not like to where you want to be. There's someone else out there who might know. Um, so getting guidance from them in some situations, this might be a coach. <laughs> um, it, it might be somebody who can teach you something. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, there are so many coaches out there who specify in solving one unique problem because they have done it before they've overcome it and now they want to help others do the same um i I think it's also very similar to there are a lot of successful people out there that tout reading books as a way to take somebody else's ten thousand hours and use it as if it's their own so um for those that aren't familiar the concept is if you do something for ten thousand hours then at that point you kind of become the expert at it Um, And so learning from somebody else and the 10,000 hours that they've spent and put into a book is a great way to kind of get that guidance and have a better idea of how to turn your weakness into a strength. Yeah, I used to get, I used to get my students before I knew that the science had evolved on learning styles, I used to get my students to like do a survey to figure out what their learning style was. And then I would create like a visual um, with people's um, learning styles and what their strengths were and what their weaknesses were. So that way I could visually encourage the people who like have a strength in one area to connect with someone who who has like a weakness Mm -hmm. in that area so they could teach each other. Um, So it was the same thing of finding someone who already has those strengths and, and benefiting from each other. That is so cool. Yes. I wish I had a teacher. That yes, that's <laughs> awesome. No, that's that's the next point on my list. Partner up. It's like you. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Exactly what you said. Um, sometimes two brains are better than one. So finding a partner that lacks your strength and excels in your weakness is, is it's a great partnership. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool that you did that in your classroom yeah that's awesome i think there are ways to partner up too where you know you might have the same weakness like maybe it's two people who really want to work out but neither one of them is capable of doing it on their own because they're motivated by others and um you know not wanting to let other people down and so that's a situation where you could partner up and become better together and accountability groups i uh 
I have a group that I meet with once a month. And we talk about our life goals and plans and kind of keep each other accountable and making those go forward. You can have that with anything that you're working on or wanting to improve. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that with in our collective um, that we do that for each other. We are that. Mm-hmm. Well, what's all next? Right. All right, we're almost to the end of the list. The next one is hire out. So, ooh, yeah, I like this one. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think it's really important to say that I firmly believe in hiring out roles and responsibilities that can save you time and money. Um, no one is great at everything and you don't need to be like people are experts in their own field for a reason. Um, so instead of taking the time to learn a new skill that you're not passionate about, like save your time and outsource it. Yeah, I love that. There's um there's a book I'm looking for on my bookshelf and I don't immediately see it, but it's called Start with Who, Not How, and it's a concept around <clears throat> find the right people to hire for your team, whatever your team may be or what it, whatever it looks like. It could be, you know, needing to do household chores and maybe it's hiring um someone to help clean your house. But figure out who can help you solve the problem that you're looking to solve and just let them go do it. They're the expert, trust them, and then, you know, they will deliver the results that you're looking for. Um, But if you were to micromanage in how they were going to achieve that, then you might not get the results that you're looking for. That reminds me of the book 168 Hour Week. Did I have you read that? I think that's like no. Mm-hmm. no. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 168 hours. 100, there's 168 hours in a week, right? <laughs> anyway, it's 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 essentially based on that. How many hours in a week you have? Because because people like um, overestimate the amount of time in a day and underestimate the amount of time in a week. And when you like take like a time log of everything you do in the way in the week, you can find um, ways to outsource things. So if you're spending too much time doing laundry then hire someone to do your laundry um because that you get your time back that you can spend doing something else so it works for professionals i definitely struggle with like in in business not just trying to do everything myself but I don't know. I don't know. Is it like not wanting to give up control or something because I enjoy doing all of the things? I I haven't been able to pinpoint it, but when in, when in your business would you think would be an appropriate time to start to um, hire out aspects of your coaching business? Uh, I think there are a few things, especially like professional services. So when it comes to taxes, accounting, legal, I'm not messing around with that. I'm hiring a professional. <laughs> um, just because the the end result is definitely worth it. Like if anything were to go wrong, then you're protected. Um, I think those are some really key places to start in outsourcing. Uh, 
What about you, Steph? What do you think? Yeah, I think of it as what is your time investment? So what is someone charging to, let's say, write a blog post for you versus what is the time it would take you to write that blog post? Now, thinking about that, having that on one side of the equation, and then on the other side, thinking about what does your time cost? What else could you be doing with your time? Could you be coaching somebody? And that's what's actually pulling in revenue for your business, because if so, your time's probably better spent there instead of writing a blog post that you can hire someone else to do and still make a profit between what you're paying this person to do it and what you got paid from your coaching. Um, so I think that's how I would kind of focus on it to make sure that I'm kind of getting the return on investment that I would be looking for in hiring out. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That and the time it takes to learn something. I mean, yeah, like... I'm I'm pretty proficient in uh, social media and, uh, you know, like someone who is not might take three or four times as long to do something that would take me like 20, 10 minutes. So yeah, the learning definitely. curve definitely plays into that too. If you're new to something. Uh, yeah. That's true. I highly discourage coaches from creating their own website. Because sometimes it takes me forever to figure something out. And I've been creating websites for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, for sure. I mean, that totally makes sense. That's that's one of those reasons why you would hire out. You would outsource to, you know, someone who's not going to sit there and spend an hour trying to figure out how to make a button. Like, <laughs> Yeah. My, my hairstylist was just saying that. Um, she spent like hours trying to figure out how to make a banner in her Wix website. And I was like, oh, I feel that. Yeah. I, I remember that learning curve of like everything is such a steep learning curve in coding. And even Wix, which is supposed to be relatively user experienced, user friendly, mm -hmm. has those, those learning curves. Do you have anything else in there, Melissa? So the last bit is kind of a curveball. Um, so another way to think about your weaknesses is to think about your strengths. So we've kind of already brought this up. Um, just thinking, okay, so let's like do this exercise like together. Um, so if you're sitting there thinking about your biggest weaknesses in life, um, in your life right now, so I'll list out a few and just like remember what your top one or two is. Okay, so here's a list of the top 16 typical weaknesses. So disorganized, inflexible, stubborn, inconsistent, obnoxious, emotionless, shy, irresponsible, boring, unrealistic, negative, intimidating, weak, arrogant, indecisive, impatient. Okay, so do you have your top two? Top two, yes. Okay, what are they? Oh, now I just lost them. Um, one is that I'm very stubborn at times, and I'm also very impatient. 
Sarah, do you want to share yours? No. <laughs> um, I am also pretty stubborn, um, as I'm sure you both know. And I can be shy as well, mm. I think. All right. which, is, which is annoying. My, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my two would be shy and indecisive. Mm. All right. So the next part of the exercise is to look at the typical weaknesses and traits that are associated with them. So for stubborn, the typical trait that is associated with that is dedicated. For shy, a typical trait is reflective. Mm. Um, what were the other two? What were the other ones you guys said? Um, so I had impatient. In, okay, impatient. Wait, passionate. Oh, being passionate, and then indecisive, being patient. Sounds like we have to team up there, Melissa. I know. <laughs> so it's really interesting, like just to look at qualities, how they kind of match up with the weakness um, and that how hidden inside your weaknesses are your strengths. So they all kind of play in together. Um, and there's there's no problem with having weaknesses. Um, they're, they're there for a reason because they're tied to your greatest strengths. I think that's going to be a yeah, I love that. It reminds me um, of a conversation I've had with my therapist many times um, around how I can be very emotional. Um, typically, that shows up in my body as crying. And so if I'm happy about something, frustrated by something, sad about something, crying is typically my go-to emotion. Um, and so I, I was very frustrated with that for a really long time. And it really bothered me because I didn't want to do that. Um, but you know, my therapist really helped me to recognize that that's actually strength and it's my body telling me when something is important to me and flipping it that way and thinking about it in that new way has just completely changed the way I see it and think about it. And now I welcome those thoughts and those feelings when they come in. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, um, it reminds me of. Um, the fact that a lot of people don't think, like, I noticed that all of these weaknesses and strengths are related to your character. And a lot of people don't spend a lot of time thinking about their character and how they can improve and what they, what they want their character to be and making, as you said before, a plan for improving the areas that they want to improve on. Um, and I think that that's a really important thing to do. I mean, there's plenty of weaknesses that people have that aren't listed on here because this is is like a character list. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that this is this is one of the things that it that it really boils down to. Um, and I I think that it needs to be spoken about more as a as a category in your life to think about not just like the traditional, like, what's my career going to be and stuff, mm -hmm. but like, what type, what type of person do I want to be? Yeah, I like that. I think you just picked our next podcast topic. 
I think that it works really well for for coaches building their business to think about these character traits and their strengths and weaknesses and think about the values that you hold behind those and those values and building those values into the business that you want to build. Hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it kind of goes back to how you want to show up in the world and how you want to help the world. And, you know, being realistic with what those values are going to help you attract the right clients that you're going to be really excited to help. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, Melissa, thank you for sharing this article with us. Yeah, thanks for writing. You're welcome. (laughs) And anyone who wants to check out their own weaknesses should go read the blog post on our website, bestlifecoachcollective.com. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Are you ready? That's right.